Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Mostly Messy Podcast. I am your host, Melissa, and if you are new and you haven't listened to this podcast yet, we uh, we talk about all kinds of shit, life and dating and relationships, sex, kids, just anything and everything, relatable stories. So welcome if you are new and if you are not new and you've listened before, you will notice that I'm missing a certain something and that is my beautiful co-host Jacqueline and I'm so sad to not have her with me but my girl has been getting real busy she's killing it in the acting game right now so she just needed to take a step back and really focus on her real career not like our like shitty little podcasts whatever but anyway, I totally miss her, and I'm flying solo, I'm doing the damn thing, and I'm, I'm just going to jump in. It's before I started, um, I was, you know, preparing, getting my stuff together to film this episode. I was like, I just had like this nervousness. I was like, why do I feel like I'm like about to like lose my virginity or something more serious. I'm just like, I'm anxious. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I feel like, Oh my gosh, am I going to say the wrong thing? I don't know where shit goes, but I was like, you know what? The best way to do this is just to fucking do it. So here I am. Anyway, um, I just had a birthday last weekend and, um, I, came to realize something and that is somewhere in life I don't know what the exact age is I'm sure that it varies for everyone but it happened to me where the stuff that I buy with my birthday money is no longer cool so that's what I'm dealing with right now um my mother-in-law gave me some birthday money and as soon as I opened the card and I saw the check, I was like, oh shit. I was like, I'm going to Costco. Like I knew exactly what I was going to be getting right away. And I was going to get another set of sheets because, um, something that I have started doing in my current age is I just like to have a bunch of sets of sheets, the same color, but I just, It's like part of my routine. I'm like, I want to have a backup set and a backup set for the backup set. And I'm not concerned with them getting old or worn out. And it's just something that apparently I care deeply about now. And Costco, I'm sorry, Costco just has like the best sheets. So I was like, I'm getting sheets and I'm getting a mattress pad because my back hurts and I'm too cheap to buy a new mattress. And I'm thinking all of this to myself and I was like, wow. I just had this moment where I was like, Melissa, you are way too fucking excited about these stupid gifts. But but I am. I'm excited about it. And this fucking mattress topper. I have been eyeballing this bitch for the longest time. I Every time we go to Costco, I have to cruise by it in the aisle. I look it up and down. I touch the box. Sometimes I put it in my cart and then put it back. But I was like, I have some birthday money burning a hole in my pocket and I can't wait to get that shit. So 
that's, that's what I'm dealing with right now. That's where I'm at in life. And had other things that I thought about that I was going to get with my birthday money. And I was like, why? Like, when does that happen? Like when you're younger, you're like, you buy fun stuff. It's fun. It's cool. It's sexy. It's sparkly. You know, you want to brag about it. Like when someone's like, Oh, like, what'd you get for your birthday? You're like, I got this thing. And they're like, wow, that's cool. And now I'm like, I'm all pumped. Going to tell someone I'm like, I got sheets and a mattress topper. And they're going to be like, Oh, cool. But then that's how you know when, who like your real friends are. And like, if you're really vibing with these people in whatever stage you are in your life. Cause I told my best friend, she was like, Oh, what are you going to get with your birthday money that, you know, your husband's wife got you and I told her and she was like oh my gosh I totally love Costco sheets and I've been wanting to get upset and I was like this is this is why I love you so if you're also excited at the notion of these items then you get me and I get you but um so birthday weekend was fun it wasn't extremely eventful I mean things aren't completely all the way opened up yet so I mean, they're open-ish, but like we went out for dinner and drinks and we got sat out on a patio and we had a, a group of like eight people and they separated us between two tables and the tables weren't even near each other. So that was kind of awkward. And also it was like super windy. So um, we were like like eating and our hair is getting all in our food and menus are fucking flying everywhere but it was still fun it was still fun and then um I asked my husband I was like I really just want to have we've been really busy lately and his work schedule has been crazy um I was like I really just want to have like a lazy movie day like have some drinks and some meats and cheeses and just watch movies all day on the couch and he gave that to me which was awesome because sometimes it's really hard to like get him to sit and do nothing like he always has to be fussing with something like always fussing and again this is probably just the stage we're at in our life we're like for my birthday I want sheets a mattress topper and a lazy movie day and my husband to not like fuss and pull weeds and you know shine his boots and whatever else that he does so he gave me my movie day um we watched we watched quite a few movies but a couple that stood out to me um one of them was called our friend and that was a really good movie if you haven't seen it and you're not afraid of like just like a little bit of ugly crying at the end of the movie then it's like a must watch it's with jason siegel and uh, one of the, what's the fucking Affleck brother, Casey Affleck, the, 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 that one and Dakota Johnson, but it was such a great movie. I love that one. And, um, we watched another one that I'll get into, but going back to my husband having kind of a crazy schedule right now, it just sparked something in my head and I just have to share it with you guys. But, um, he so he's switching to where he's working nights um for some of his shifts so I'm like you know I have to get used to not having him with me some nights 
And also, don't get any, any ideas because I have lots of guns. And I have a Doberman that is trained to, like, uh, rip your genitals off with her teeth. So, anyway, I'm last night was, um, like, one of the first nights that I've had where he's not with me at night. And I... Dude, I just, my mind just goes to crazy places and I probably should just keep th some things to myself, but I can't help it. And honestly, that's, that's what this podcast is about. It's like oversharing. So I'm going to overshare. Um, I was obviously, I didn't really sleep. And even right now it's like, um, what time is it? It's like, it's almost two in the morning and I'm nowhere near being tired because of course I'm just like tonight, just like I was last night, I'm like hundred percent convinced. I'm like, there's probably six or five ghosts that are residing in my house right now. Maybe a couple demons in the corner, probably, you know, burglars and rapists and for sure a monster under my bed. Like I'm not going to like both of my feet are not going to touch the ground or be out of the covers because like, of course, like something's going to grab my ankle. Right. But these are the things that I think about. And then I started getting deeper into thought. I was like, what if someone breaks into my house and catches me off guard and there's nothing I could do to stop them and they kill me. And you know, it's a whole, it's a, crime scene and then I'm thinking oh my gosh it's a Dateline episode and then I start thinking about Dateline because I watch way too much Dateline and then I'm thinking of like they show pictures like my face might be blurred out but they they show quite quite a bit of photographs of said scene and I was like I need to make sure that like I would like look good for that and not only just if it's a dateline episode but just for you know like the paramedics or the coroner or the medical examiner the police officers whoever like people are going to be viewing my body and I'm literally laying in bed thinking of all this dumb shit and like I stay groomed I keep my body shaved whatever it's one of my OCD things but I was like I want to be like like, I want to be smooth as an egg. Like, I want to be, like, fucking shave, shaved. Like, not shaved this morning, but, like, fresh shave where you're, like, how is her skin so soft? And then I'm thinking, cool, I'm just going to, like, take a shower and be fresh. And then I take it one further. I'm, you know, putting lotion on, this and that, getting ready for bed. And I look down and uh, my polish is a little bit chipped on like one of my big toes so I'm like if my pictures are going to be on Dateline with my dead body like over my dead body will I have some gnarly unpainted toes so then I'm fucking painting my toes at like 1 30 in the morning I'm painting my toes because I'm thinking about people looking at my toes and actually thinking oh my gosh I can't believe that her polish is chipped. And then I'm like picking out a cute pair of underwear to go to bed in. I'm like, I can't be wearing like those underwear. Like I don't want to have pictures in those underwear. I want pictures in these underwear. So I just went, <laughs> I just went round and round and round and it was so disturbing. 
But needless to say, my bedtime routine is going to be a little different now, like just in case I'm going to be on an episode of Dateline or 2020 or even, you know, if it's not an episode of anything, I just feel like maybe they'll try harder to save my life if I look good. Like, why are they going to try and save my life if they're like, well, this bitch doesn't even try anyway. Like, you know, let's just, let's just put her out of her misery. She has chipped toenails and her legs are prickly. So let's let this one go, guys. (laughs) Anyway, these are just the crazy thoughts that go through my head. And I just have a strong feeling that there's got to be someone out there that thinks the same way that I do. And I'm not ashamed of it. But back to one of the movies that I watched this weekend. It was called um, Promising Young Woman. This movie was so good. Um, It was very different than a lot of movies that I've seen probably ever, but definitely recently. It was really good. But the premise of the movie really, it hit home for me. And I'm going to kind of switch gears. And also, I'm going to put out a disclaimer, trigger warning. If you are sensitive to, like, violence against women or rape or those kinds of things, um, maybe just, like, fast forward a little bit just for a couple minutes and then we'll get... uh, We'll be done with that. And so, like I've said uh, quite a few times on this show is I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel bad about talking about anything. And I try and keep things very lighthearted and funny and gross and whatever else. But I really wanted to talk about this. So let's just like get let's just get a little deep for a second um so the premise of this movie basically long story short she the main character has a um she's like seeking revenge for her friend she had a really good friend in college and her friend was raped and all kinds of bad shit happened to her and it ended up being something that led to her taking her own life. And these are not spoiler alerts. Um, This is all pretty much in the description and whatever. But um, she's, you know, seeking revenge for a friend, whatever. But it got me thinking and I I share a similar experience And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking talk about it. I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. And if people don't like it, I'm sorry, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come out with it. So, um, two people in my whole entire life know this. And now you guys will know this. And I want to talk about it because I, I know for certain that I'm not the only one and, I will never be the only one. It's going to happen forever and ever, unfortunately. But it's been a like reoccurring theme in real life and in movies and TV shows where there's the girl. Girl is a party girl. You know, maybe she's promiscuous. Maybe she's normally sexually active and young and a party girl and whatever. But girl is a party girl. Girl gets raped 
girl tells people about rape and kind of get people just dismiss it. They're like, oh, well, you know, she had it coming. She's a slut or she deserved that or she was asking for it and whatever. And I hear this. I hear this a lot between, you know, shows that I watch and even in real life I've heard this. And it really, it actually really is upsetting that that's even a thing because let's say you are a slut, whatever, that's, it's your body, your choice. If you're choosing to be promiscuous, that's your choice. That doesn't give anyone a right to be molested or raped or be shamed or, you know, ridiculed or for people to not believe believe you when if something happens to you and you tell them about it so something that happened to me and oh my gosh why am I nervous all of a sudden I was like so sure about myself going into this I was like I'm gonna say it and it's gonna be really easy but now that I'm getting into it I'm like like my heart's beating um but okay so when I was I was already out of high school, not quite 21 yet, Um, but, you know, I'm going to parties, and I'm hanging out, and I'm doing my thing. I I feel like I was a pretty normal 19-year-old girl. Like, I hung out with friends, I partied, I drank, I slept with guys that I liked, and I... I don't want to say I got a reputation, but like, I just feel like in the era that I grew up in, it was like, like, and I've said this before, I said this, I think in last week's episode, like slut shaming was such a thing. And I don't really feel like it's much as much of a thing anymore, but like, it was a big thing. Like if you hook up with one guy, oh my God, you're a slut. And then, so everyone liked to talk about the fact that I was a homie hopper and I think that's like like that's like actually really like like I laugh about it now I'm like like who made up homie hopper it's like it just like rolls off the tongue like homie hopper but it's actually really fucking stupid because at the time like if you're not old enough to like go out to bars and go be social with like all different walks of life and there was no dating apps and there was nothing so like you had a group of people that you hung out with or like maybe a couple groups of people, but usually probably one. So obviously things are going to get recycled. People are going to, you know, you're going to hook up with multiple people from the same group. And that's what I did. And it was totally normal and everyone did it. I don't feel like I was out of control with it. But again, it's my choice. And I don't know why people need to talk shit and have such a big opinion about what other people are doing if it literally doesn't affect them. So it was, oh, Melissa's a homie hopper and Melissa's, you know, slutty and this and that. But like also every girl in our group was a slut. So, and that's just what people said and it's cruel and it's mean and whatever, but it, it just is what it is. So, um, (laughs) homie hopper, so fucking stupid. But um, like, seriously, think about it though. You're hanging out, you're, you're not of age yet. You can't go, you can't really do anything. You're just hanging out with the same group of people all the time. Like it's going to be like a lather, rinse, repeat. Like, let's just be honest people. So anyway, fast forward, um, a couple years and hanging out with these people. I, so actually I'm 19 now at this point. So, um, 
some of the friends from this group had moved to San Diego to go to college and whatnot. So I drove down to San Diego one weekend and we're hanging out. It's a party. There's lots of new faces there for me that I haven't seen before. And um, I just remember, well, I was like talking to some new people, but nothing, it was nothing sexual. There was no flirting going on. It wasn't even like that. But I made the poor decision to let someone make uh, a drink for me, a couple drinks for me. And I remember being, um, I remember feeling funny. Like I, I started feeling like very intoxicated, but it wasn't like, it, it just seemed strange to me because I hadn't drank that much. And I was slowly, like I noticed I was kind of like, my eyelids were getting heavy and I could hear my, myself slurring, which was weird because it, w- it was weird that I was so aware of how my speech sounded. And then I started feeling like I kind of was losing my motor skills. Like I remember, I remember looking at, I was sitting on the couch and I remember looking at my arm on the armrest of the couch and I wanted to move my arm to, to take a drink. And I remember just staring at my arm, trying to will my arm to move. And I just, I couldn't do it. And that was the last thing I remember that in that moment. So the next thing I remember, you guys, is um, I'm getting carried to a bedroom upstairs. And then nothing. Don't remember much after that. And then I remember flashes of some some guys in the room with me and they were on top of me and I could tell that they were removing clothing and I I I could hear the party still going on from what I remember the party sounded like it was still in full swing so um I'll spare the details I'm not trying to get crazy into it but um I, there was 110%, there was two of them, 95% sure that there was three of them, and these guys decided to have their way with me, and I couldn't do anything about it, I literally couldn't move, I was trying, it's like when you're having, I felt like, like abducted, or like, it was just an out-of-body experience, and it's like one of those weird dreams that you have where you're like, you're in the dream, and you know you're dreaming, but you want to wake up, so you're trying to like, it's like a nightmare, like you're trying to make a sound, you're trying to wake up, you're trying to get, you know, maybe whoever's sleeping next to you to wake you up, so you're trying to scream or cry or just say something, and I'm trying to just say stop, and I'm trying to get them to stop, and, and I just couldn't. I couldn't. So then the next thing um, I know is it's morning. It's early in the morning. The sun's barely just coming up and um, my pants are down around my ankles and my shirt is like it's on but it's up like my bra and my boobs are out and my shirt is tucked up under my armpits and um, 
I knew, I, I knew what had happened and I just couldn't even believe it. And I grabbed my things and I snuck out the house quietly. I got in my car and I drove three and a half hours home in complete silence. I didn't turn on the radio even for one second. And I just, the thoughts that were going through my head, like you, you can't even imagine. I just, obviously there's like many, there's more flashes that happened throughout that experience that I was thinking about and that I still remember. So these flashes are going through my head and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Like I I just couldn't believe it. And I was like, my mind was just fucking racing. I was like, what am I going to do? Like, do I drive to the hospital? Do I drive to the police station? Do I call somebody? Do I like, I was just like, what do I do? What do I do? And then I'm like, then my final, my final thoughts of the situation set in. I'm like, no one's going to believe me. Like no one's going to believe me. And I already, in this moment, I feel fucking gross. I feel, I feel disgusting. I feel humiliated. I feel scared. I feel traumatized and embarrassed and just like, I feel guilty. Then I'm like, oh my gosh, is this my fault? Did I ask for this? Like, like, and then I start blaming myself and I'm like, no, this is not your fault. And then I'm like, if I tell somebody, no one's going to believe me and everyone's going to be like, oh, like she deserved that. And then I'm like, well, then there's going to be like that reputation that will follow me forever is, oh, like, remember when Melissa got gangbanged at a party? Like, huh, she's such a, she's such a homie hopper. She's such a slut, whatever. So, um, I chose to not tell anybody and I held on to it by myself forever and ever and ever until I just told my best friend for the first time a few years ago. And I ended up telling my husband, a couple years ago and I honestly felt so much better and I I even just now through this I'm like going through this roller coaster of emotions I'm like I'm gonna share it I feel good about sharing it and I'm like no fuck that I'm nervous to share it and as I'm telling the story I'm ready to just like pull the plug on this whole thing because I'm like well this isn't really like my get down on this podcast like I don't really like it's like funny and this isn't funny but it's okay. It's okay to be serious sometimes. And it's okay to kind of lock arms and talk about things with people and feel like you're not alone. And for me personally, um, everyone, any, anyone that something like this has happened to, everyone kind of has a different story. Some people, it affects them for the rest of their life. Some people, you know, it's just, it's very different across the board. Like some people recover, some people don't. For me personally, it wasn't, it was something that I just kind of, um, I, it happened. I dealt with it. I acknowledged it and I suppressed it. And it, it's not something that defines me. It doesn't, I don't feel like I've acted out in spite of this or because of this. Um, but for me, I definitely wish that I could go back and, tell somebody right away if only just so those fucking assholes would have had to pay for it and honestly I hope all their dicks have fallen off at this point like I hope I just hope some real bad shit has happened to them and I know that sounds bad to say but I'm saying it 
anyway, if you're still with me, um, this movie that I watched made me think about all this thing. I was like, you know what? I even asked my best friend, but I was like, should I share it? Should I talk about it? And she's like, do it. She's like, because you never know who's listening that, um, maybe it could do something positive for you. Maybe you haven't told somebody that this has happened to you. And for me, it was such, I didn't know how positive, I didn't know the positive impact it would have on my life after sharing it and getting it, getting it out there. And I feel like it made me closer to my best friend. It made me closer to my husband. We for sure bonded over it. And like, I, I'm glad that it's that, that one last thing that like, I don't have anything to hide. I really have nothing to hide. And, um, honestly, I, I, something inside me was like, I just felt compelled to share it, especially after I've, I've kind of gone back and forth with this for a while if I wanted to share it. And then once I watched that movie, I was like, it's a sign. I just want to, it's like a sign that I need to talk about it, which it probably was totally not a sign, but we see signs where we want to see them people. It just is what it is. So, um, kind of getting slowly getting away from this subject. I, if you are listening and you have if you have kids or if your friends have kids, me personally, one of my biggest takeaways of this horrible, fucking disgusting thing that happened to me is that I have a stepdaughter and I will hide nothing from her. And I think that we, I mean, a lot of parents I know, they are very open with their kids and they talk to them about everything. But I also know a lot of parents that just want to shelter. And I was more on the spectrum of being sheltered. And my parents were like very naive and they didn't want to talk about anything. Everything was like taboo or embarrassing. And they fucked up because like what an overcorrection I made, but whatever. Um, I... We can't, like, I can't stop my daughter from wanting to party. Like, it's going to happen. It's, we all did it. It's a part of growing up. It's a part of experiencing life and whatever. So I'm not going to waste my time saying you can't party and you shouldn't party and don't do this and don't do that. What I am going to do is focus on trying to teach her how to be safe and What's the right way to party and what are the right decisions to make? And I'll be damn sure that she will never, ever, ever let someone make her a drink and she will never set her drink down. As cliche as that whole notion is where it's like, oh, don't, you know, don't let them make you a drink and don't put your drink down. Like I'm going to tell, I'll say that to her till I'm blue in the face because like it, it is a thing and it happens and I would never want that to happen. I mean, I don't want that to happen to anybody ever again, but I surely don't want it to happen to my kids or one of your kids. So, like, the takeaway is, like, I just want to, like, let's talk to our kids and let's educate them rather than just um, forbidding them. Like, I'd rather educate rather than forbid because I know that my parents tried to forbid me and I did every fucking thing that they told me not to do and then some so that's 
those are my uh, two cents. And um, yeah, so don't feel bad for me. It's okay. It's That's not why I shared. I shared because it's something that I really from the moment I decided I wanted to do this podcast, I was like, I'm going to do it eventually. Cause it's something that I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's something I wanted to overcome. Who knows? But, um, we, I want to get into, um, our, what's your mess segment. So <laughs> changing the subject. Um, so like if you've been listening before this episode, you know that we do a segment on every single episode. It's called What's Your Mess? So it's where people write in to the podcast and they share their mess. What do you want to talk about? Do you have a dilemma? Do you just have something really fucking funny that you want to share or horrific? I don't know. You could share whatever you want. But if you do want to share something, even it doesn't, I, I want people to know it doesn't have to be like a whole big long paragraph and it doesn't necessarily have to be a question. Like just, just share your shit, share your mess with me because that's what is going to keep my podcast going. So if you do have something you want to share, you can email me at mostlymessypodcast at gmail.com or if you follow me on Instagram, it's mostlymessypodcast and you can slide up into my DMs because I'm giving consent for you to fully slide in my DMs. Bitch, you're not a bitch, but I just said that because it's like endearing. Um, so... I have one. I actually didn't read through this entire one yet. I read through a little bit of it and I was like, um, I wanted, so usually when I read this, I read it to Jacqueline and Jacqueline doesn't know anything about it. So there's like kind of this surprise element. So I wanted to surprise myself a little bit. So I read through just the first few sentences. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to pick this one. So you and I are both hearing this for the first time. Okay. Dear Mostly Messy Podcast, she says, obviously she wants to stay anonymous, so she says, okay, my husband and I have been married for three years, and overall we have a great and healthy relationship. Our sex life has slowed down a bit, but he does work a lot and is often tired, so it's not really an issue. Also, my friend introduced me to your podcast a couple weeks ago, and I am really enjoying it, and I love the honesty. Too many things in life are sugar-coated nowadays. Girl, I agree. She says, anyway, two days after I started listening to your podcast, my husband went out with a friend that was in town for a couple nights. I was home alone, And his laptop was staring me in the face. I don't know why I did it, and I'm probably going to be judged for this, but I decided to check in on his internet history. Oh, girl. Honestly, I feel like we're all guilty of something like this to some degree. Anyway, she says, everything seemed normal and boring until I got pretty far down in his history, and I saw some hits on Pornhub. Da-da-da-da. I reluctantly chose to 
hold on. I reluctantly chose to click on one of the links just to see what exactly he was looking at. Like, what is he into? What is he looking at? Here's where it gets messy. Oh, dear. Oh, God. She says, here's where it gets messy. It was gay porn. I've been sick the last several days over this. I'm running circles around and running different thoughts in my head. Do I confront him? I don't want this to be the end. I don't want this to be the beginning of the end. Oh, shit. Hold on. I need a drink for this real fast. Um, okay. So, okay. I just have so much to say on this. So, before, before we let our mind run amok, let's kind of break this down. So, um, well, okay. First of all, if this was me, I for sure, no matter what, would have to talk. Like, I wouldn't be able to sit on this information even for five minutes, probably, um, because I would, I would just need, to, I would need to know, and not from a jumping to conclusion standpoint, and not from a judgmental standpoint. I would just, I would need to know like his explanation. Like, so for me, um, I would need to know, like, like obviously the person that wrote in, like, obviously, you know what exactly this gay porn looked like. But for me, I, because I don't know what it looked like, like, was it just like, was it guy on guy, dick on dick, like full on, was it full on gay porn? Or was it like two guys and a girl? Like, cause some people maybe would consider that gay porn. Like I personally wouldn't, but I need to know, like, the definition, like, what your definition is of gay porn. Because if it was, like, two guys and a girl, like, threesome situation, like, maybe that's, if that's something that is a shocker to you, maybe that is a fantasy of his that he hasn't discussed with you or something. Because maybe, you know, I mean, there is, there's, there are stigmas to everything and that probably could potentially be one where, some, someone might view that, like, maybe someone would be afraid to talk about that because they're like, oh, because it's two guys and a girl. Like, I don't want someone to think I'm gay. And really, like, a threesome with two guys and a girl could, it, it could have something to do with maybe some, like, bisexualness, but it could have absolutely nothing to do with being sexually attracted to a man. Like, there are plenty of guys that would participate or want to have a threesome with you know his chick and another guy because it's like it's it's a fantasy thing it's kinky it's something that you do together like you and your chick like it's something you know you trust each other you set these boundaries together and you communicate like about it and you know maybe he wants maybe that gets him off maybe he wants to watch you get dicked down and that's fine so if it was like a threesome situation I think you can kind of take a deep breath but maybe still talk to him about it because if it is a fantasy of his maybe make him feel comfortable to share it not saying that you have to have a threesome with him but like maybe you guys um can watch this porn together maybe you guys can just talk about it and you know 
talk about it like as if it's like a potential thing that's going to happen and maybe he'll get turned on by that. Okay. So if it's full on total 100% gay porn, um, I think you would need to get down to the bottom of that. So where do I start with this? So, okay. For sure you need to talk to him about it because you need to, you need to find out if it's totally meaningless and it's like a visual thing. Cause listen, like I know plenty of girls that watch lesbian porn that would never have an ounce of a desire to hook up with a girl in real life, but that's what they get off on. And if it's, if it's like, it seems more normal, like people don't, I think universally, like people don't really bat an eye if a chick watches lesbian porn but like if a straight guy watches gay porn I think people are a little more like like taken back by that so it does need to be addressed because you can find out if it's something more innocent like that and you can have an open dialogue and be very you know delicate but straightforward just to understand where it's coming from however if it's if it is something that he's into it could be he could he could be gay he could be bisexual either way um either way I obviously would understand why you'd want to know that and um if he is bisexual maybe that's something you guys need to explore together if you're not open to that then that's something that you need to decide personally and together like how to go like kind of move forward from there And obviously, if it's something that's making you uncomfortable, whether it's like gay porn or regular porn, like you should communicate with him about that, that it makes you uncomfortable. But um, worst case scenario, and I'm not saying worst case scenario because I think being gay is a bad thing. Obviously, I've said a million times before, I I, I have best friends that are gay. I have, I'm nothing against it. I, I love the gays. They love me. It's like a love, love thing. Um, but if he is, if he is gay and if that's what, you know, this whole thing is going to potentially boil down to, it's something that it would be unfair to both of you to not talk about it and to like, like, obviously I I know you love him. You married him. You've been married for three years. You probably want to be married forever and you probably can't imagine that ending. But if if this is something that he's hiding from you and maybe even himself, it's not fair to either one of you to, to keep moving forward and pretending like it's not there. So, oh my gosh, see, even as I'm doing this podcast right now, side note, I'm hearing all kinds of fucking noises in my house and it's scaring the shit out of me. (sighs) Anyway, um, Either way, with all of these scenarios being discussed, I think that you for sure need, you, you have to talk to him about it because no matter what the reasoning is behind this, and it could be something very simple. It, I, I don't know. It could be something very simple and harmless, meaningless, whatever. Either way, girl, you got to talk to your husband about this. Um, I know I'm not the end all be all of advice by any means, but since you're asking me what, what to, to do, what you should do, I would definitely 
fucking sit down and talk to him about it. And I, I really got to know how this turns out. Um, I wish you luck. And, um, I hope that, you know, maybe it's something totally innocent and that could potentially make you guys grow closer together sexually. I don't know. This was a very, this was a very, this was a good one. Like it was a doozy and I'm sorry that you're feeling sick about this and I could only imagine, you know, what's going through your head just because it's, because it does raise a lot of questions. So talk to him. Let me know what happens. Um, yeah, good luck with that. Anyways, guys, this has been real. It's been real. It's been real fun. I know this episode has been a little shorter than our normal ones, but I mean, I had a great time. I feel like, I feel like we went through a lot together on this one. And, um, if it bothered you hearing me talk about something so sensitive, it's not going to be a reoccurring thing, but also if it helped someone out there and if you want to talk about any of this with me privately, please email me, message me. And also what's your mess. I want to know all about it. And thank you so much for the support thus far. Like us. Oh, I'm saying us. Jacqueline's not here anymore. Like me, subscribe to me. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Stay messy guys. I love you.